Tucker Carlson says the New York Times is attempting to find his home address and report it that they have somebody on that beat, and it is uh, he is being told it will be in the newspaper this week. For what purpose? Well, he says it could only be for one purpose, to intimidate him. He had to move from his last house because Antifa people kept attacking it. Oh, that's right. And now the New York Times is going to report his new address. Boy, this is getting close it's to... It's pretty weird. It's a pretty weird situation we're in right now. Yeah, this is getting close to open, I mean, well, obviously already we have open animosity and violence and rioting and damage and looting and stuff like that, but we're moving closer towards something like, and I don't want to say a civil war because being overly dramatic is not my thing, Uh, kind of the opposite. We are reaching a point, though, where the divisions will be so bitter, painful, and long-lasting that they change the next, you know, 50 years of this country. I think we've already done it. it we, you may be right. You may be right. Like an object in motion, it takes a fair amount of force to get it to stop uh, its motion. So on that topic, uh, sort of, and we've been saying for years, the woke activists left are the most racist people we've witnessed in a very, very long time. And uh, got this, uh, a number of people sent this to us. It's spreading like wildfire online because it is absolutely brilliant. Um, I think I called it perfect on the Twitter machine. Um, This is, oh, I meant to have the guy's name handy. We'll get it uh, by the end of it. It's a video. We're going to play you the audio. We have the video posted at armstrongandgetty.com, or we will within a few minutes. It's two guys, they're besties, they're new best friends, as they explain. They're wearing identical t-shirts, except the one fella, his t-shirt says woke, and the other fella, his t-shirt says racist. And they're explaining how they become uh, best friends. You got that uh, for us, 16? When me and Brad first met, I didn't think we'd get along, but turns out we kind of agree on everything. Your, Your racial, racial identity is the most important thing. thing. Everything, everything should be looked at through the lens of race. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Damn. We both have a lot of opinions about people of color, even though we barely know any. I say colored people, but as long as we're classifying them. We both think minorities are a united group who think the same and act the same. And vote the same. You don't want to lose your black card. Sorry, I don't know. I just think we should roll, roll back, back discrimination laws so we can hire based on race again. Jinx, now you owe me a Coke. Hey, tell them what you told me yesterday. White actors should only do voices for white cartoon characters. Been saying that for years. Stick to your own. Us white people, we have so much privilege. I agree. It is a privilege to be white. Ask him about interracial dating. All I said is that black men who date white women have internalized racism, and white men that date ethnic women are fetishizing them. Guys against interracial dating now. Like, am I being pranked? Did Boomer put you up to this? Ugh, you know that taco place is white-owned? White people should be making white foods, like Kraft macaroni and cheese, no seasoning, not even salt. It's like he's a mind reader. I mean, I've been pushing for segregation forever, and my man does what? I created an improv comedy show exclusively for ethnic people. Guy segregates comedy on my birthday. White people need to stop wearing dreadlocks, and they need to stop appropriating black people's music. Shaved heads and country music, the way God intended. You know all white people are racist. I'm listening. Even if you have a black wife or a black friend group, you're still really racist. You know, he just kicked a guy out of the organization for having a black girlfriend, but if you can promise me he's still really racist, we'll consider letting him back in. Black people should only shop at black businesses. I guess the only thing we really disagree about is I think white people are the root of all evil. But what did I tell you, though? If we can narrow that down to a certain group of tiny-hatted white people, I think we can come to an understanding. Technically, I don't consider Jewish people white Neither do I. (laughs) I like the ending. (laughs) It is so... So perfect. <laughs> Neither do I. 
there's uh, oh, it, it's absolutely worth watching the video because some of it goes by so quickly. Right. Um, black people should only shop at black owned businesses. And they smile at each other because they're new besties. They've realized they agree on everything. The, the part about interracial dating. I'm against interracial dating, too. They agree on everything. Oh, that's nice. Well, you can teach a whole college course on that, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, not at any university that currently exists. No, because... maybe Hillsdale. <laughs> uh, Hillsdale, George Mason, and there might be one more. But I don't know where to find it. Perhaps somewhere in Montana. Boy, that's uh, deep and interesting. Yeah, so again, we will have that posted. Uh, I retweeted it if you follow us on uh, Twitter. That's from the mind of who? Right, that's Ryan. What's his name? I'll find it for you. Hang on. Jack, say something entertaining and or clever. I watched two movies before I came to work today of uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. As my son's in a manic spree and have been up since 2, 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, but we watched a couple of the Diary of a Wimpy Kid movies. Those movies are really good. If you're a parent and you haven't caught on to those yet, those those books are fantastic and the movies are great. Very entertaining. Yeah, I've heard that. Ryan Long is the gent who uh, produced that. At Ryan Long on the, I think it's at Ryan Long. So is he? Comedy. Is he? Yeah. He's a comedy. He's a comedian. Yeah. Yep. New York City comedian. That's some a, pretty good podcast. political comment commentary. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's it's extremely clever and well done. We'll play that again later in the show. And it's it's funny. It's so well acted too. They're just. Yeah, they're just. You owe me a coke. <laughs> <laughs> now you owe me a coke. <laughs> anyway, uh, grab it, listen to it, send it to all your friends. Expose these racist, power-hungry Marxists who are merely exploiting your white guilt. And and what's so insidious about this? Uh, Jack had to check out a little early yesterday, and I guess, no, I'm sorry, this was on the podcast, the One More Thing podcast. We are talking about the career of John Lewis, who recently mm. passed away, the congressman, and what an unbelievably courageous hero of the civil rights movement he was back in the 60s. Oh, and, yeah, really an interesting guy, I mean, because I've read oh, yeah. a whole bunch of books about that period, and he was uh, instrumental in it. At, an, at a young age. I mean, the guy just had uh, cojones and a spine like, you know, everybody dreams of having. But anyway, having said that, um, the whole everything is racist all the time is the greatest cover given to real racism in the history of the world. And every, who who among us is starting to get completely numb to the the accusation of racism? When Taco Joe's Mexican food, Taco Jose, is labeled as racist, then nothing is racist. The term completely loses its meaning. It's as if it's a nonsense word. Flegal. Flegal. Just doesn't mean anything anymore. And that's, uh, you know, that's the, that's the other aspect of the, the woke crowd, the critical theory people. They're going to start capitalizing black in the New York Times. They have already, and, but not uh, white. And uh, Steven Pinker had some commentary on that. It's pretty interesting about language and how it changes and all that sort of stuff. Hmm. Maybe we'll get to that later. On the John Lewis thing, I said something to my son, and it wasn't related to any of his uh, bravery or uh, civil rights stuff or anything like that. It was just, um, I was reading something. He was talking about his, uh, I don't remember who was saying it. But anyways, about how much he, he was a big reader as a kid. And he read a lot. And everything from comic books to books about baseball to books about, you know, serious stuff or whatever. He was just big into reading. And I, and I told my son, because my son's really into reading, 
but like really struggles with math and some of the other things in school. And I said, you know, every every like every successful person I know at some point it talks about how they're really big into reading. I've I have no memory of anybody saying they really took fifth grade math seriously. Hmm. So I think as long as you continue this whole reading thing, you will be fine. Well, the whole fifth grade math thing will work itself out one way or the other. Oh, yeah. You get successful at something else. And then hire an accountant. That's what I did. But the, it's amazing how much emphasis there <laughs> well, is on I married school, one, more or less. On learning all this various crap. But everybody I know who really goes somewhere in life, it's about they, they read a lot. Right. They took in a whole bunch of different information from different mm-hmm. things. I know they emphasize reading in school, but there's, you got just way too much memorizing capitals and doing math and, and things that just, I, I, don't know what, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, and I do know a fair number of people who were quite successful who had a nose for uh, mechanics and, and technical sure, stuff course. aside from high school mathematics, and they weren't big readers, but they love business. They love, uh, you know, those challenges. So that's another part of it. But, yeah, if a kid just really struggles with math, um, they'll be fine. <sighs> How about memorizing capitals? Uh, Is that just about learning to memorize things as a tool? Because you don't need to know the capitals. Certainly not anymore. <laughs> I'm not sure you ever did. Ah, it was fun to know. Providence, Rhode Island. What Bismarck, good does that do me? Springfield, etc. Yeah, I'm pretty certain we waste a lot of time Actually, in B- school. Did I say Bismarck? Isn't... I don't know. Bismarck, North Dakota. Yeah, that's it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I got one wrong the other day. I was surprised. Who cares? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. G-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-
A little of Kanye West's rant from the other day, and uh, we'll get into that more a little later. He is back to running for president again, I guess. Oh, yes. And uh, there, are, there are stories like tabloidish stories saying, and I don't know if this is true or not, that Kim Kardashian's really concerned about him. I don't know if it's funny anymore or if it's just a mentally ill guy struggling. The stuff about abortion was amazing. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, he was talking about uh, how his father tried to talk his mother into aborting him. And he was weeping as he was talking about this. And he thanked his mother for saving his life. And then segued into uh, Kim Kardashian was really leaning toward uh, taking the uh, abortion pill when she was pregnant with their, uh, their eldest daughter. Which she says, I have no idea what he's talking about. Yeah. yeah. And well, so... uh, Kanye is brilliant. And he's nuts. Yeah, so again, I don't know if it's funny anymore or if it's just a guy who's uh, really struggling mentally. Yeah, so. I, don't, I, don't, I don't find it very amusing at this point. Um, this is kind of amusing. Woman hiding the good chips from her husband. It's one of those Reddit things. It's on uh, one of their Am I the Jerk forums where you write in with your story to try to figure out, you know, am I being the jerk here or is it him or her? Here's the story. Uh, she said her and her husband have a favorite brand of tortilla chips, but the problem is every time her husband goes to take some, he never clips the bag, which results in the rest of the chips going stale. Oh, that's that's bad form. And we have this problem in my house because I... I uh, like, there are some things my wife is militant about. Like, the, the, I can never get the bag in the cereal box tight enough. To, to 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 keep the cereal from uh, not being just even the slightest bit stale, I guess. Wow. On the other hand, there are other things she leaves open on purpose because she prefers them to be kind of stale. Oh, like Oreos and stuff. Oh, I, I hate I hate things like pliable Oreos. Yeah, Ugh. like uncovered brownies and cookies and stuff. Like I like all that stuff to be moist still. So I I can't I just can't, I can't find the sweet spot in all these. Putting aside a grown man eating Oreos. Mm. <laughs> Ought to be a Reddit forum on that. Mm, mm. That's funny. Anyway, so the problem is every time her husband goes to take some, uh, he never clips the bag, which results in the rest of the chips going stale. She says she's asked him numerous times to close the bag, but he won't comply, noting she got tired of being a nag and tired of stale chips. So she devised a secret plan to make sure he didn't ruin her snack time. I started to stash a second bag of chips for me where my husband rarely looks. My thinking was I obviously care about the freshness more than he does. So I'll make sure I have a fresh stash and he can uh, dip from the open bag as he wants. Unfortunately, months later, husband found her secret stash and was furious. He then, ac- <laughs> he then accused me of making him eat stale chips. The most beautiful version of dude logic I've ever seen. That's, this is mystifying. I, uh, I just, maybe this is early in the story, but get divorced. When- just break up. <laughs> Break up. <laughs> You're tiring my hiney out, never mind each other's. When she argued that they wouldn't be stale if he just closed the bag, he said she should close it because it's no big deal. But then they shot back, well, if it's not a big deal, why don't you do it? To which he claimed he was forgetful. <laughs> Are these people 11 years old? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Good God. The woman notes that she'll probably find another hiding spot for her fresh chips, but, fresh chips, but wonders if the actions are really all that bad, and most folks agreed that they're not. I'm sorry, he needs to leave her and plague no woman ever again with his presence. You're making me eat stale chips. <laughs> what? You're the one who, no, just dump him. Dump him. 
Somebody, one of the an- uh, answers was he's really had to do some astonishing mental gymnastics to arrive at the conclusion that it's your fault he's eating stale chips. <laughs> I would say find a better place for uh, to hide your chips until he grows up. Hilarious. Yeah. Wow. That's just uh, that's very sad. Can this marriage be saved? I used to, there was a there was a column by that name oh, yeah. that I used to read. I can't remember. Was that in one of those women's magazines that every mom in America got or a newspaper? I can't remember. Dear Abby, no, the, okay. it was called Can This Marriage Be Saved? Yeah, I don't remember what that was in. I think it may have been Reader's Digest. Something. Yeah, I can't remember, but yeah, as, and that was probably a really good thing for a kid to read. Oh, sure, absolutely. Yeah, and as I remember, the advice was usually pretty astute. And, mm-hmm. And down the middle? The answer clearly, dude, is if she wants you to clip the bag, clip the bag. Yeah, what the hell's the matter with you? Or, <laughs> or she stops making me eat stale chips. <laughs> Again, that's some real metal gymnastics there. It is Cirque du Soleil quality. Um, uh, Ladies Home Journal is where the uh, Can This Marriage Be Saved column was Thank run. you very much, Positive Sean. Uh, yeah, how about your chips, her chips, you jackass? <laughs> Again, don't uh, no. I I believe in the sanctity of marriage and working hard, etc. It's traditional. Blah blah. Dump him. Get rid of him. My God. So it looks like we got another trillion dollar stimulus package coming. We've got unrest now in Chicago, and we are on the verge of what would look to be, if not a civil war, a tearing apart of the fabric of American society. Not good. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't know how I get my head around what's going on because I don't have any idea. And this is the honest God truth, and I I know and I'm not alone in this because I've listened to some of my favorite smart people on podcasts say the same thing. I don't know how to figure out what's true and what's not. Mm. There is no reliable way to check out what's true and what's not. It's 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 basically impossible right now. Uh, you have to hope that some of the people you like, you can trust enough that they're giving you this, this straight scoop. Yeah, finding a trusted source or two or three is very, very important. But in the absence of that, honestly, you have to read a lot. You have to have a lot of life experience and you have to be pretty damn bright to sort through the 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 mishmash of lies spin and facts that you get every day it's a challenge and if you think that's going to end if trump loses i think you're just wrong it's the modern world anyway the beast must adapt so you know you got what's going on in portland where they they've been trying to uh, set fire to the federal building there in portland and so the federal government has sent in people to try to stop that from happening because the city authorities will not adequately adequately protect federal property. Now, the what insignia you should have on your uniform and all that sort of stuff, again, that's another one of those stories. I don't know what's true and what's not, but here's your headline uh, in an opinion piece in the New York Times today. Trump's occupation of American cities has begun. Can we call it fascism yet? Charles Pierce and Esquire. The authoritarian operation in Portland is only a dress rehearsal. Ooh. So here's the situation. 
and Seattle's just a nightmare right now in the West Precinct. Cops being injured, beaten, burned, etc. As angry mobs attack the local police department, and there's a, and we could talk a great deal about that graffiti, uh, broken windows, um, setting fires uh, in the the police stations, all sorts of stuff. Similar attacks in in Portland, where. Uh, Marxist, communist, anarchist, uh, lunatics are smashing up buildings, causing millions of dollars of damage. I think they're calling it $40 million worth of damage so far now. That's, you know, all that damage, that's either taxpayers, well, taxpayers will be picking up the tab on that probably. Uh, well, and or insurance companies that will no longer insure anybody to do business in downtown Portland. But, you know, and the, lo- the economic losses might be many times that, never mind the, you know, the physical property losses. Um, and so similar situation in Portland where you have uh, these lunatics breaking into police stations, setting fires, uh, vandalizing graffiti, which granted is, is you know, next to throwing a, a brick at a cop, I'll take graffiti. But the city uh, officials in Portland and Seattle and, and Chicago actually were the far, far, far left. Lori Lightfoot is in charge to the chagrin and horror of the Chicago Police Department. They are refusing to stand up to the mobs. And these mobs, make no mistake, if you're late to the party, are not good-hearted Americans looking to find racial justice. There are some deluded, idealistic young Americans who have been co-opted by the hardcore radicals, but we'll get to that in a minute, because you really need a flowchart to follow this. But anyway, the local authorities are not standing up to the, the, the mobs, the violent mobs. And so the president and the administration has said, look, we can't let Ted Wheeler, Mayor Portland, and Kate Brown, the governor, just say, all right, go ahead and burn down the federal courthouse, because that's essentially what they're saying through their actions. And so the feds have said, we got to send in the federal protective services, the federal police who protect federal property to actually protect a courthouse. Now, some have said some of their uh, uh, protecting the courthouse activities have been a little aggressive or too aggressive or they didn't have the right insignias. And we can argue about the particulars of it, and I think we probably should. But the story from Ted Wheeler in Portland that... This violence has been caused by the federal police being there is bizarre and dishonest. They had 51 straight nights of violence. 51. And then the federal police showed up. That's right. Then the federal police showed up. The idea that it was caused by the feds. Now, maybe the angry mobs who are bent on tearing down the United States of America are even more mad or more enthusiastic because the feds are there. But the idea that... What's the alternative? You don't send the feds and let the mobs burn down the federal court building? Is that really your solution? Now, the really interesting part of this to me, because I love mysteries, is who's supplying the energy? Who's going along ignorantly? And who's... Fully cognizant of what's happening here, but they realize they're gaining political advantage, so they're letting it happen. That flowchart I want to talk about in just a second or two, because I believe Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, they want the violence to get worse. I'll explain in a second. 
But first of all, and uh, boy, headlines in the news recently make this all the more appropriate. Uh, Simply Safe is the best overall home security system you can buy, according to the U.S. News and World Report. Simply Safe has the motion sensors, the doorbell cameras, and alerts, and and everything you want out of a security system. Somebody tries to open your window in the night, they got that covered. But none of the negatives, like the expensive installation or the long contract, the other security guys do for you. Yeah. So one of the reasons to you, one of the reasons, maybe the main reason that Simply Safe is the best overall home security of 2020, according to U.S. News and World Report, is. That it's not so complicated, you can't use it. That's the biggest problem with a lot of these home security systems. They're just super complicated, and you just you just don't ever get around to using it. And um, I understand that a lot. Well, Simply Safe is as simple as right there in the name. Uh, it's easy to install. You install it yourself. Nobody's coming to your home. Um, then you're not locked into a contract. It's not very expensive, and it's really good. I don't know what else you need. Get free shipping, sixty day money back guarantee at simplysafe.com/slash/armstrong. That's simplysafe.com slash Armstrong, so they know we sent you. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. So, the the whole uh, George Floyd getting killed by a psychopath cop, horrible, absolutely horrible. Um, and, and there are brutal police who ought to be fired and gotten rid of, and there are police officers who keep their mouths shut when they shouldn't, and we need to reform that, too. We need to make sure that the police who we pay to protect our constitutional rights do that. They protect our constitutional rights, and for the love of uh, James Madison, never take them away from us. I think anybody with a a beating heart agrees on that point. Having said that, the opportunity to be lawless, because big, giant, angry mobs in the streets who uh, may have begun righteously but got into burning and looting and sacking uh, stores and chucking bricks at police, the rest of it, the authorities decided, well, instead of confronting the lawlessness and, and causing real violence and real craziness, we're going to let this energy diffuse. And then things will get back to normal soon. The problem is there is a smallish group of serious radicals in America, a lot of them on the West Coast, who will call themselves anarchists and Marxists. Black Lives Matter is an organization founded by Marxists. Want to tear down the free market? tear down the, the nuclear family, they are hardcore radicals. And because of the confusion on the name and the cause, and then the who's in the demonstrations and what they're demonstrating about, the authorities stayed back when it became seriously hardcore radicals being incredibly violent and lawless to the point where, the, God, the scene at Chicago yesterday where the, or a couple of days ago where the cops are getting bricks hurled at them and rocks, and they don't have helmets on, they don't have riot gear, they're just your friendly neighborhood peace officers. Just horrific. It's gotten to the point now where it's big enough that the authorities don't dare confront them in a lot of these cities. They have been cowed into compliance by the violent mob. Now, you got your doofus, idealistic youngsters who've been swept up in the excitement. They want to have a revolution. The other day, I'm on the Classic Rock channel. I'm hearing 60 songs about, got a revolution, got the revolution, and thinking, oh, my God, every generation does it. But anyway, so it's gotten bigger and bigger for those reasons. And Trump and the hatred of Trump has given cover for Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden and all the moderates to say, you know, I'm not standing up against this stuff. I'm going to just kind of be quiet and not comment on it. Uh, comment on it, and well, we'll just call it uh, peaceful demonstrations, and 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 we'll get rid of Trump because a lot of middle America will think, God, we can't have our cities burning 
Maybe if we get rid of Trump, the cities will stop burning. And so, to me, the so-called moderate Democrats, the classic Democrats, part of their electoral strategy right now is to let the cities burn. Because middle America will think, it's about Trump, we got to get rid of Trump. So you have a variety of different actors of different intensity levels kind of reinforcing each other to keep this stuff going. So that's the belief that things will calm down. Trump is the uh, is the the agent that makes everything crazy right now. Well, yeah, and or because you got like your hardcore 10 percent, then you got like 30 percent, 30 percent, 30 percent decreasingly hardcore. And they're thinking Trump goes that 60 percent that's less hardcore. They disappear. They don't care that much. They don't want Marxism. I think that's the calculation. Know what I mean? What do you think will actually happen if Biden's elected? I think that 60% will go home. They'll get tired of it. They'll think, you know, I can't protest every night because the evil Trump's gone. Those people see the problem as Trump. You'll still have that hardcore 40%. I don't know. And, you know, I'm making these numbers up. Um, those that hardcore forty percent, the lawless, the Marxists, the radicals, will still be doing what they're doing. And how's Biden, President Biden, going to deal with that about alienating his own party? I think, and and then Democratic cities, they negotiate with the, the with the demonstrators and radicals and try to meet find some middle ground, something like that. And it just the energy goes out of it. I think that's the calculation they're making. I don't know that they're right, but I'm pretty sure that's their calculation. We'll go into the streets because we're their buddies. The, the the so-called mainstream Democrats are definitely the there are friends, the, the Marxists in the streets. There are allies. They're a little crazy and young, but we can talk to them and they're going to try to talk to them and calm it down. Well, we're going to get a chance to see what happens. It's a hell of an experiment. To be yeah, running. I'd, yeah, I'd say. Yeah. So uh, you, what do you think is going to happen? 415-295-KFTC is the text line. 415-295-KFTC. Kids are spending more hours on screens than ever. Should parents be worried about that? Yeah, well, I know my kids are. I mean, I, I was thinking about the the charming limits we used to have pre-COVID for how much screen time you could get. <laughs> That's hilarious mm. by, by today's, like, I mean today, like what's going to happen today in my household. I'll standard. bet. It's just hilarious that we even ever had those rules. Anyway, uh, more on that on the way. Looks like Congress is going to get together on uh, another trillion dollars to get people through the whole COVID shutdown. I heard some of the posturing on the air this morning where, uh, you know, Chuck Schumer is accusing the Republicans of wanting people to starve. They like skeletons in the streets. They like the look of it, so they want to starve children. And the Republicans are saying the predictable things about, you know, we uh, not that they're wrong, but that we don't want to have disincentives for people to go back to work. And the president's trying to pass the idea of uh, uh, payroll tax elimination or reduction or suspension or something like that. So uh, if you're getting toward the end of your benefits in July and panic stricken, don't worry, your heroes in Congress are going to come through for you. So So you're certain they're going to extend this? It isn't going to actually end next Friday? Well, you know, I'm not certain of much. Uh, actually, I know a very funny joke about certainty, but it involves uh, self-pleasurement, and that wouldn't be classy on the air. What? Anyway, uh, so I'm not certain of many things, but, uh, yeah, I'd say I would be shocked if they didn't reach a compromise. Uh, 
Another trillion dollars. Hey, we, 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 we just no end to how much money we can throw around. I'm glad that during the good times we saved up that ten that trillion was a dollars. Good idea. To have it in the bank with the surpluses. And it everything. was good that we lived within our means all those years right. when things were fine. For so rainy we, day, you we know. had the rainy day fund. That's why you save, right? We all learned a lesson. Oh, boy, that's not even funny. It doesn't matter. The Fed's just got to print up that money making machine. Just get that thing cranking. <laughs> Print just, that money, baby. $100 bills, just, just stacks of them coming out the other. That's what the money machine sounds like? It's, it's very outdated, Unplug yeah. it from the 110 outlet and put it in the 220 where the dryer is. Let's see what happens. Got this from the uh, hotel, uh, what is the name of the, uh, the American Hotel and Lodging Association. Uh, last week announced that guests would be required to wear face coverings in all indoor public places in all the hotels around America. Everybody who's, who's a member of this, which I'd guess is is quite a few. Choose contactless options were available, including online reservations, check-ins, and payments. Consider daily room cleaning only if necessary. Ask the hotel about your options. I don't want no dang maid in my room. It's probably dripping with the vid. Uh, refrain from traveling if you have or recently had COVID-19 symptoms. Uh, there are, uh, you, know, you probably know this, right? The tourism industry in general, hotels, uh, obviously restaurants are just dying. Some will go away and never come back again. Uh, you have the I booked a hotel in uh, one of the greatest cities in America on an hour's notice last week. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, on a Friday in the summer. Yeah, like a um, super great location, yeah, too. Yeah. Not some sort of flea bag, uh, you know, downtown in the meth district. Um, yeah, the president and CEO of Hilton, Hyatt, uh, uh, Lowe's Hotels, Married International, all signed it. Radisson, Wyndham, all signed this uh, memorandum. So they're just trying to tell you, look, uh, please come stay in our hotels. We, we won't give you the vid. Talked to you yesterday. Was it uh, Uzbekistan? It was one of your stands. Becky, Becky, Stan, Stan. <laughs> I think there, it was Uzbekistan. Yeah. Uzbekistan has said, come stay in beautiful scenic Uzbekistan. If you get the vid while you're here, we'll give you a check for $3,000. You Becky, 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 Stan, Stan. If right. I was in the childless portion of my life, I'd be going somewhere every weekend and just like on a whim. Because I did that on Friday. It just uh, My son was in a certain emotional headspace place where I thought we could pull off a little trip. And I booked Southwest tickets. I got the you want to get away rate. It's like 110 bucks or whatever on an on hours notice. Really? Yes. I booked I booked on that, got a hotel room, any one room I wanted at a great price. I mean it's just it's incredible right now. Wow. Do yeah. it, man. Maybe I ought to do it. I got stuff though. I got stuff I gotta do. <laughs> Stupid adulthood. Hate stuff it. Stuff you gotta do. Kids are spending Way more time on screens. Have you noticed this? Oh, boy. Yeah. You child? Some adults are, too. (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to do? Go down to the park and play pickup basketball? These are rotten times. They're crappy. Let's acknowledge it. My uh, 10-year-old did do a paintball camp yesterday. That's the first camp he's been awesome. able to do this summer. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad it was, I'm glad they allowed it to be open. And he did, yeah. Where was my invitation? I hope he didn't <laughs> catch one to the neck. That can sting. He, um, yesterday, they didn't do any shooting. It was just uh, the fundamentals. The yeah. fundamentals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get low. Get behind cover. They did no shooting. No shooting oh, yesterday. stop it. Not at each other. About Ten a, minutes of prep and start shooting each other. About a belly crawling. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about this camp. So it's a really big, I forget how many acres it is, 30 acres or something. It's very huge. Nice. And um, and the camp was is full 
completely full. I don't know how many kids are there. I didn't count them. But it's like $150 a week. It's completely full. Mm. I was doing the math on that thing. They're making six figures a month on this thing. They don't and care if children live or die. And it's just a field full of weeds. <laughs> I mean, nice. And some boards to hide behind. Wait a minute. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I can afford to buy a field full of weeds. <laughs> You've got a field full of weeds, Jack. I, yeah, I have a field full. I have a field full. And why don't I have a paintball camp? Where I live. I got ruined for paintball because the first paintball I'd ever done was in Bend, Oregon, way at the outskirts of town, in the woods. That's oh, cool. And yeah. it was like probably, oh, I'm not great at acreage. It was probably five to seven acres. And it was woods and rocks and, and contours and stuff like that and big teams. And we just wooded. It was just unbelievably fun. And then, uh, you know, a friend said, hey, you want to do paintball? And it was just like... A field, a mown field with a couple of pieces of equipment. It's like an American gladiator set. Yeah, exactly yeah. like that. And I thought, I can't do that. I've I've been to the mountaintop. <laughs> anyway, you got to do a camp. <laughs> i lived to, off the land. <laughs> that's right. Screen time for kids has increased 500%, they believe, during COVID. 500%. So um, almost double. That doesn't surprise me a bit. That's so bad. And it was probably at a, a significant close to an all-time high before that oh, yeah. increase. It was, it was probably, yeah. probably too high to be healthy before we increased yeah. 500%. So, hey, uh, next hour, if indeed you get the next hour of the show, one of the most popular things we have ever done, we'll play it for you. Don't go away. Armstrong and Getty.